Bella is probably going to join us. Okay. Hey, episode 41, process preparation and performance, recap time, and what's happening in the wide world of Bill and JR create a podcast, take some time off, and then come back. JR, we had to come back because there's some listening abnormalities that's going on for this podcast. I don't really understand it, but when you hit me with some of the stats, I was like, what in the world is happening? It's, it's kind of bizarre. So expectedly, the United States is the largest country that we have listeners from. So in the past uh, two episodes, just on SoundCloud, uh, we're up around 400 plays. And then with uh, dovetailing over to Apple Podcasts, it's about another couple hundred. So that was a little surprising to us. But then when you look at the analytics of it, uh, even on SoundCloud, at people in Singapore, uh, we love you. Uh, I've never been. I, I do enjoy watching the Singapore Grand Prix in F1 because it is a very tight road course. And it reminds me of the one in Azerbaijan, which is very tight course, but uh, about 200 plays in Singapore. So either we have made friends with spammers, uh, hackers, or just people who enjoy learning about American culture. I, I don't know. Uh, or Norwegian friends have disappeared. They have been replaced or they moved uh, right. to Hel- Helsinki, Finland. Yeah. Uh, Finland's all over the podcast right now. There's like eight, uh, how would you say it, uh, discreet maybe listeners over there. I don't know if we're banned in Finland, but uh, yeah, unique. It's unique, all right. But it's uh, it's funny looking at some of it, but there's there's a lot going on. You would think that um, Jefferson City or St. Louis, uh, Columbia, would be the most listeners, but uh, it's occasionally it gets replaced with with other places uh, like Council Bluffs, Iowa, or yeah. uh, Katy, Texas. It's somebody must like what we're talking about, or they're I don't know. It's just kind of a bizarre thing. But like you said, so much changed yeah. uh, within the last year, and when we finally talked, uh, David Wells into coming on the podcast took me a while. Uh, but we finally got him on here, and then it kind of went from there to Coach Thomas. And then obviously we're working on uh, getting Larry Marsh, who Damon tagged, and then Andy Learman, who Coach okay. Thomas tagged. We're going to have them on here, one of them, within the next week we, we're anticipating. Uh, but so much changed between the time we had Scott Bailey on and them that it's it's incredible. And I'll let, I'll let you start with some of those changes. Um, changes. Let's see. Uh, you know – you you are doing and learning so much about large school activities direction. I mean, I don't, I can't, I've lost count how many district and state functions and meets that you guys are hosting. I don't know basketball, soccer, softball, uh, track. It just goes on and on. I mean, it it just you know when we've talked over the year, I've been you're usually like, I have so much stuff to do. I don't know how many I've done. And then, um, you know, not even surprisingly, you pull it off, which is incredible. And I see stuff on social media about, oh, I was just at this district tournament and this district tournament. And I'm like, well, it's just, 
it was down the road at JC. I, I know who was running the thing um, here in here in Tipton because I moved out to Tipton. I think we talked about that a little bit. I moved out to Tipton. I'm the head football coach here now. I'm blessed to be here. Uh, Jr. We, um, as you know, we had our back-to-back winning seasons. It's the first time in ten years in school in school history. Uh, we have like sixty kids showing up to off season at, at all grade levels. It's really kind of cool. Uh, you guys put a new addition on, or you at least finished up your facilities. It's kind of like a closed campus now, right over there, JC. Yeah. I drove by, and it, I mean, did was there a sale on turf? I mean, what did you guys do? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's been nice because anybody that's listening, obviously that that knows Jeff City and where we're at, we're spread out all over town to where soccer was what seven miles away softball was several miles away baseball was down at vivian where it always had been and just getting stuff on campus that's helped tremendously from our standpoint just from being able to get it there get people there uh for us as ad's oh my gosh it's a game changer just to have it on campus because then you're just walking out of the building and you know dragging some stuff down there pulling it out of the closet down there instead of halfway across town uh, to where it's it's been good. I think the soccer field may be one of the biggest, uh, what would you call it, squares. That's not really a square. Uh, of turf I've seen. And then, um, you know, you got the baseball field. It's fantastic. I mean, our yeah. facilities are really, really, really nice. And it's it's helped us. And you mentioned hosting things. It, I could write a book on hosting events at, at this point. It's just amazing how much we do, and we've got great facilities, and we don't mind hosting things. We're better at it than anybody, and, you know, we're working on getting some jamborees coming in next year, too, which is something we haven't done in a long time, and, you know, just this year alone, (laughs) we host the golf district, uh, volleyball districts, softball districts. Those are going on at the same time. Uh, we're going to host boys basketball districts here. Uh, we tried to get the girls. We lost by one vote to get boys wrestling and we're just very good at it. And people tend to like to come here. And I think we're centrally located in a lot of the districts uh, that we have, but after a while, it just seems to be kind of what we do. If we don't get a district, it's a little surprising, but then you mentioned the, uh, the two words that strike fear into everybody is state track. That is uh, an undertaking, and it's just amazing the amount of people that we have to have to pull that thing off. And I've got the best job in the world because I get to stand up front, deal with digital ticketing. So I see everybody that comes in there, and there's so many funny stories. Some of them you can't tell, but uh, there's it's been quite amusing watching some of it. Uh, if my guy that put the tent up in the stadium last year is listening – Probably can't say his comment, but that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life when we told him to take it down and what he said. It was it was one of the all-time classics. And by the way, speaking of writing a book, I'm writing a book. And right. I checked tonight. I have yeah. a pre-order. Really? And, it, and it's not anybody that I know. And so I finally decided after all the years to put together a book on how to run infield bunt defense okay and i thought ah, let's just do it and right. so it is listed on amazon 
Cool. I'm selling it through the Kindle store. Maybe we can put the link in the uh, description here. And it's basically what we developed over the course of many years, which has led to, you know, a lot of the success we have. And writing a book is hard. Oh, it is. It is. It is hard. Like I have it in my head, but to put it down in the format and make it the way I wanted to, it, right. it is a nightmare. And I have until February the 26th to get this thing submitted. And literally, I'm on like page six. <laughs> and so we we have a title. Uh, we have, uh, what, what do they say? Like, this is, you know, thanks, blah, 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 acknowledgements. Yeah. Um, my little phrase that says why the book is written, that's, that's classic me. I have a table of contents and I have an introduction and I've got all the rest of the chapters lined out, like base, okay. cover one, cover two, whatever, but right. I got to write it and I got to find the time and I got to do it. And I thought, you know what, if I get a hard deadline and I have to have it done by a certain time, I'll just, I'll get it done. You know, right. we talked about it for a long time, some of the things and try to put them down on paper and maybe, Maybe help some other people, but not going to give away the store. But uh, right, we'll give away we'll give away some of it. And then you talked about moving. I moved, so we uh, moved up here to Ashland in August, and okay. really enjoy it. And then probably the number one thing I've done it might surprise, might not surprise people if they've listened for a long time. You know, with my bicycling, I got into motorcycles. And uh, we, yeah, that that's really a cool a cool story how that happened. And yeah, the, the cooler thing was the video that you sent me. That was, <laughs> that, was that was really awesome. Yeah, my dad's. Uh, we always called him uncle, but uh, yeah. I don't. I think it was his half brother. Like he he passed a couple years ago. Seems like forever with as much work as we've done. That could be a podcast in and of itself, cleaning out right. a lot of his stuff. But in his garage, uh, nobody really knew it existed, was a motorcycle that had sat there for 50 years. And it's a cool little bike. It, you could actually order it out of the Sears catalog. And it was a, from best we can tell, it's a 1967 Sears Jalera motorcycle. Okay. It's made by Jalera, an Italian company that uh, did it specifically for Sears. And it, it's a little bitty cool bike. And we, me and my little brother, who ain't so little, uh, we yanked that sucker out of there. And uh, there's a guy up in Columbia, shout out to Norm. Uh, he got the stupid thing running. And uh, I sent you the video of riding around on it. Yeah. Uh, the other day, but I I bought a bike, took the classes. That's like drinking from a fire hose. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> another one of those experiences of you, you could do a whole podcast on it because over half the class that was in the MSF course failed. And I'd never been on a motorcycle. I understand bicycles, so I understand counter steer and, and some of the way squeezing brakes instead of grabbing brakes and Right. And I ended up, uh, so funny the last day, there was so much that went on. We had one lady quit before the class even started. That was a whole other deal. Uh, one dude just jetted at lunch on the first day. Uh, we got back and they're like, where'd he go? We're like, like, he got in his car and took off, man. I don't know where he went. Um, and then we had, 
it was just amazing. There was a guy on a scooter that that was different watching him try to do what we're doing. They about wrecked me at one point, which, you know, I definitely made a friend for life there, (laughs) but it was hard. Like if you've never done it. And, uh, I remember when we tested, they said, uh, you're going first. Great. Yeah. And so I didn't miss a point on the skills test. I didn't miss a point on the written. That didn't bother me at all. But, uh, it's been a learning experience. I've ridden almost 900 miles now on uh, on the little BMW motorcycle I bought. It's only got a 300cc engine, but you can still get yourself in trouble. Yeah, uh, totally. But that one to come out of the garage, it's, it's the coolest little thing. It's uh, You can't find them. They're, they're like, uh, there's a few, but most people sell them for parts. And uh, it's, it's all original, except he had to replace a clutch cable that snapped. And I uh, put an inline fuel filter in, uh, but it, it might do 35. <laughs> that's all right. It's totally backwards. That's so, cool. You put it together and you got it going. You know, I, I, yeah. I think, I think your uncle would, would really be proud of that, that it was, it was somewhere being used by someone who enjoys it and that it was able to do what it was bought to do. And that's get out and enjoy it. What's interesting is that we don't even know where it came from. And we don't know where he got it. Uh, We know he was stationed down around El Paso for a while. It might have come out of Mexico. He might have stole it. I mean, there's a story I could tell. He worked on missile systems in the military. And uh, there is one story he told us about. Whether it's true or not, who, who even knows, but... I guess they fired a missile. They're out at White Sands. If you've ever been out there in New Mexico, that's one of the coolest places to go check out. It ended up in Mexico, and they went and got the thing with a dump truck. Like it, it's a whether it's true, I have no idea. But it was just part of the legend of my uncle. Who, God, it, 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 you could do a series of podcasts on on him, and he had the last name in the St. Louis phone book, fictional name. Just, it's a bizarre situation. Article in St. Louis Post-Dispatch on it. Look up, uh, if anybody's interested, look up Zebo. where are you? Z-E-B-O. Okay. Pull it up on St. Louis Post-Dispatch archives, pay the dollar or whatever. Right. Read the, read the article. The person they interview is my uncle. Zebo does not exist, despite what he tells the interviewer. <laughs> so many. I could keep people entertained for hours, but... The motorcycle thing is cool. It is cool. With all that, I gotta, I gotta ask you a question, and it, it'll, it'll go towards the podcast. Uh, it'll go towards you know, like our premise for the cast. Why is it important that your facilities continue to improve? And why was it important, not just logistically? You know, you don't have kids traveling, which is dangerous and stuff now at Jeff. But why is it important for the school to have good facilities? I heard something one time, and it's correct whether people really want to accept it or not. But 90% of adults that come into your building or around your campus are there for athletics and activities. And so the only part of the school they're seeing is your performance area, your, your football field, your baseball field or whatever. And 
there's a lot of truth in that. If that looks like trash, right. Then that's what they're going to notice. Um, you know, it's just the reality of it. And in constantly improving, uh, I'll never forget. Uh, we had a person come in and said, man, this, these are class six facilities here and had never been there before. And that was before we even had the soccer field and baseball, softball built. And it was, I mean, it looks like a class six school. And so when you come in and you see that, it it leaves an impression. I mean, even with state track, what people come in in their first year here and they're like, this is insane what you have around here. Like there's too many hills, but you know, it's, it's absolutely insane what you have. And then, you know, we'll have people come back for, Oh, reunions and whatnot. And they want to tour the building, which has changed so much in the past five years. And it looks so much different uh, than the way it did. And when you upkeep the facilities, there's a lot of pride in them. I mean, we've got some great janitorial staff. There's one guy in particular that does a lot of work uh, for us on everything. And he is fantastic. I mean, they keep it clean and it's a, it's a full-time ordeal trying to mess with it. But uh, I don't think everybody realized how good it would be to have all of that on campus. And now that now it has, we kind of went through the growing pain. So we kind of got some processes and procedures in place to, to deal with things. We know what's got to go where and where to store stuff. It's, sure. it's good. And then obviously when Misha comes in with state track, it's, that's its own entity. It's right. just, it's absolutely insane. But uh, so many comments just with state track, even just your, your facilities are amazing. And yeah. it's nice. I think, I think it goes to two things in addition to what you said. Our, our good friend, Scott Bailey, I still remember this phrase that he had, everything speaks, right? <laughs> everything speaks. Um, so if, if you're willing to invest in kids, which is, which is what you should be doing, right? Uh, if you're willing to invest in kids, they'll usually be willing to invest in you, right? I mean, that <laughs> kids see, see through BS all the time, right? They they see through it without question. Um, and if you're going to make an error, you know, I think Scott said this too, make it on the side of the kids, which I totally agree. Yeah. The second is, you know, something my, my grandmother, God rest her soul, taught me a long time ago when I was a kid. She said, Billy, keep it looking nice on the outside and keep them guessing about the inside. Which, which is true, and, and to your credit, you're right. Not, the majority of people that come into your school, not your students, they're coming in there for an activity. They're not yes. coming for a math test. They're not coming for a history test. They're not coming, you know, they're coming for an athletic event or there's a problem that they need to talk about, and then they're only seeing one small part of the school. Yeah. Right? Um, I just think that you, you got you to do it in this day and age. And heaven forbid open enrollment happens and you don't have you don't have the facilities that the school down the street has, your yeah. school might just shrink. Right. Well, and you even mentioned with Scott Bailey I and mean, Robert Mesquillo, who's the AD over Capital City, he, he always says, you know, you gotta do what's best for the kid. Yeah. And, and if you look at it in any regard, that makes sense. It it's sad in a way, I guess, that if you don't have the facilities you're way behind and people don't like it. And why can't we have this? And why can't we have that to where, you know, I think it started with the universities and then now it's kind of trickled down to high school, which is you got to keep up with the Joneses. 
And the problem is, you know, and you know it well, if you don't have the bond capacity, if you can't get bond issues passed, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't get teach pay up, it all spirals. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I'm lucky I've been at one place that does do those things. Yeah. You know, obviously, we know a lot of people that are at places that don't do those things. And it's a little oh, yeah. bit more I mean, difficult. The voting is perfectly, I mean, there's no secret to it. You know, we had a no tax increase bond issue scheduled for last year and it didn't pass. It was going to upgrade our facilities with renovations to the restrooms at the football facility, uh, turf field, maybe some track, uh, some track upgrades. And it didn't pass. I mean, that that's not a secret. I could probably get in, in trouble for my viewpoint of it. But um, my viewpoint is if you have a no tax increase bond issue to benefit not just the kids in your district, but people in your community, you should do that. Right. I yeah. mean, that, that's like a no brainer. Right. I mean, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me, but. Um, we could probably go down that path for a while. Um, yeah, we can get. Let's let's, uh, let's switch. The I don't know if this is the fifth annual. I don't know what number this is now, but we have a clinic coming up on February seventeenth. We've released some speakers, and uh, we're going to release the rest right now. So let me let me pull out my notes here. We've already released Coach Pannon, the defensive coordinator at Quincy University. Uh, great guys coming to speak. Their defense had so many tops in Division Two in the nation uh, this year. It was incredible. Uh, Coach Jared Bishore from Lamar. You know he's been in Lamar three years. He's been in the state title game every year. Uh, he's won it a couple of times. Um, maybe he's been there four now. I'm not really sure. Uh, coach McFarland, the new head coach at Webb City, who replaced John Rodriguez, is coming to speak. Coach Brinkley. The defensive coordinator for Carney, who just won a state title and won it in large fashion, right? He's come to speak. Coach Huff from Boonville, come to speak with some of his staff members. Coach Kenny Grubb from California, come to speak. Uh, one of the coaches that I can't wait to listen to, personal friend, Coach Garrett Bustros from there at JC, which I think is the X factor. If you don't know Garrett, you, you come and listen, and you'll want to know him if want to go watch what he's doing it is my opinion jr that the guy should be teacher of the year at jc i know i'm not there <laughs> but when i see the buy-in that he has from all student athletes and students in that building it is incredible to me uh, yeah, our kids great. love garrett they love garrett yeah he's great uh coach geschwinder from van far um coach mclaughlin from the quincy university sprint football team which for those of you that don't don't know sprint football is its own division. It's all the normal football rules. Just there's a, a weight restriction on it. So it gives more kids an opportunity to play. Um, just incredible. I mean, it's going to cost you like 20 bucks. You're going to come have some food. And it's one of these no BS clinics. You're not going to hear a lot of coach speak. It's not going to be like, well, maybe, you know, you mentioned the contingency plan play on the last podcast. It's none of that nonsense. It's like, oh, you want to learn about this? Okay, I'll show you. Like there's yeah. no there's no secrets there, so February seventeenth it's going to happen, Tipton High School, uh, it's going to cost you about twenty bucks so that you so that we can pay for the food and everything for the day. Um, there's some great clinics. Don't get me wrong, 
there's some incredible clinics. I don't know where you get that list of speakers in a small environment. And we're not going to let everybody in. Like, I, I don't want 200 people here. I, I just don't. Because I don't want, I want it to be where people can ask whatever they want. Um, we have people direct messaging us on Twitter to get signed up. I had more people texting me today. February 17th at Tipton High School, direct message us, text us, whatever you got to do, break down sports on Twitter. Uh, we'll, I'll let you know if there's still space. Um, it, it's going to be incredible. It's I think what a, a lot of people do need to understand, like Bill says a lot of we with this clinic, it is all him. He gets all these speakers, plans all this stuff. Like it, it is all him. He deserves all the credit for it. And Paul shows up and does some cooking. Uh, and then I'm there that. if I can. It just, uh, I was, when you said the date again, I'm like, man, I wonder if I'm supervising something that day. I mean, it's just a uh, busy time of year, obviously, for everybody, but it's, it's better than flying to Denver and earning a contingency. I, I can yeah, it's, vouch it, for that. It, I, I learned something from like every speaker. And, and to these guys' credit, when I text them, I'm sure they're like, oh, dude, man, he's a pain in my ass. I wish he would just leave me alone. But they're all like, yeah, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, I'll be there. No problem. I mean, there's, there's guys that are driving from several hours away to come and speak. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, Guys, I just want to come and talk ball, right? I just want to come and talk. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, it's really remarkable, to be honest with you. Uh, I think we learned with the podcast, people are very generous with their time. And a lot of them have never been asked. And so then they're super generous with their time. And uh, I don't think we've ever had anybody, A, turn us down for the podcast, or B, turn us down to speak. Even if we tell them, hey, we can't pay you. We ain't got a whole lot going on here. Right. Which uh, dovetails nicely into we'd love a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> that would be yeah. if, if we could just get a $200 sponsor, all this podcast stuff would be paid for every year. So uh, we'll, cool. we'll mention you every time. We'll take pictures at your facility, um, depending <laughs> on what it is. We've got to be careful with that. Uh, <laughs> Singapore people, bring it. Let's, uh, bring it. let's, bring let's it. do it. Let's do it. So uh, I have, uh, let's see, I have one other thing that I've been doing, JR. Mm. So last April, I had my hip replaced. Mm. Uh, went great, no problem. For those of you uh, that are wondering, I'm 49. I have zero regrets about having my hip replaced. I have zero regrets about any sports or any weightlifting or anything I did that may have caused my hip uh, to just wear out. Uh, Dr. Craig head over JCMG did a great job for me. Um, but because I can't do some things and I don't want to do some things, I got into powerlifting. Oh yes. So I get into powerlifting. I entered my first ever fully sanctioned meet with the United States powerlifting association this past weekend. Now there's a lot of different federations. So it's kind of a dubious thing, I guess. Uh, but currently, currently, uh, I have the highest bench press for my age and weight at the USPA. That's unbelievable. That's <laughs> it's just unbelievable. You and the other guy from Massachusetts. I mean, you are. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so I, I win this medal, right? I win this medal. 
and uh, we have weight, we have speed and strength training for the football for off season on Sunday nights, and I wear my medal into uh, into weights that <laughs> night, and the kids are like, "What'd you do? Beat out everybody else at the old folks' home?" What yeah, yeah. They're like, "Stop it, stop it." I'm like, "Hey, I won. I don't know. What did you win?" Yeah. I tell you what, we don't offer much life advice on here. That's for sure. No. But no. if anybody listening, if you're ever thinking about doing something, he's 49 and started powerlifting. I'm 48 and learned how to ride a motorcycle. There you go. You only got one time here, you know, yeah. and the clock ticks quick. So yeah. if yeah. you want to do something, go do it. If you want to learn something, Go learn it. If it's a motorcycle, your left hand is the clutch. Learn that pretty quick because that, <laughs> that will help you. But <laughs> it, uh, go do something. If, if you want to take us along, we'll show up. I'm not skydiving or scuba diving. Anything with the word diving, I'm not doing. Yeah, anything down. else, I'll do. So I will. Well, do I, I think I only got one more thing, and I think we have to coach Delano from one of our. Mm. Podcast is coming to St. Louis. Yes, we are going he's to meet Frank. Major. We're going to go hang out with him, um, take some pictures. We'll put it up on Twitter or whatever. Uh, we we got to tag him, Jr. Because he, you know, he yeah. got us. He got us the the hockey like guru. Yes, he did. The Perrier. I mean, yeah, the Perrier. Yeah, yeah. hockey. You know, it's just incredible. So, Coach Delano, we're still thinking about you. Great job. Yeah, if uh, nobody's listened to that episode, you, you need to go listen to that one. It's uh, he, We asked him if he had a guy, and he said, well, I am Italian, but uh, I don't have a guy. And uh, I I can't wait to meet Frank. It's it's just going to be – I may have to break into the place because I don't coach anymore to get in there, but I'll sneak in the lobby and – We'll take him out to dinner, and, and yeah. it'll be fun. It uh, hopefully doesn't get us both arrested. You, you never know with these guys from Jersey, but uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. But, no, it's going to be great. So, for those of the listeners, uh, thanks for the little update. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, we're definitely going to work to try to get uh, a guy back on and try to keep this going because, obviously, the the interest is there. And go pre-order my book. I'll put the uh, yeah. I'll put the description in. Tell us the name. Oh, so I'm calling it, uh, it's going to be a series. <laughs> I haven't even written one of them making a series. So it's, it's going to be called Cover the Diamond. And the first one is uh, Defensively Dominate the Bunt Game. There you go. All right. And so if you coach baseball, you want to know how to run bunt defense, and there's a lot of ways out there. I'll give you something that works. And there you go. It's, it works. Call me with questions or something. Oh, man, don't put that out there. You won't be disappointed. Well, I've got caller ID. (laughs) If it's Singapore, you've got to pick up. Do they employ baseball there? Yeah, of course. Of course. Do they? Of course, Uh absolutely. Everybody plays baseball. Hmm. Everybody. No, they do in Japan. They're very good. But uh, we'll we'll see. The recap is over. We'll get our next guest. Um We'll get him on here. We'll get it going. To those of you who have been listening here domestically and uh, across whatever pond happens to be the closest, uh, we we appreciate you. Just uh, two guys who got really bored during COVID and said, we have no idea what we're doing, but let's figure it out. And look look at us now. No sponsor, but people still talk to us. What's changed? <laughs> 
We're just nothing <laughs> big. Next time, though, you got you got to tell the world the story of, of your dad checking himself out of the hospital. That is one of the oh my God. funniest things. We're going to save that for next time. It's uh, we're going to open with that, and that's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, so. Yeah, we'll 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 definitely save that because uh, that that's one you don't want to miss. Classic. It's classic. Classic. Uh, I'm Duke Keith Simmons for process preparation and performance. This has been episode 41. A great time. Here's to another 41. God bless, folks. See you later.